Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And we are continuing a month-long series talking about augmented reality. And I really don't think we could talk about any sort of new platform, emerging cultural behavior or technology without having my next guest on. And that is Mr. Shell Israel, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Transformation Group. And Shell is a very successful writer, having published a number of books really capturing um, different technology and cultural phenomena and really um, shaping it in a way that helps everyone understand what's happening and then how to move their businesses forward with it. And he's had a really long and successful career as a business technology consultant and writer. Um, he's contributed to Forbes, Fast Company, Business Insider, and many other publications. I've um, I've invited Shell to speak at a number of different conferences I've done in my life. So let's have a big tech hat welcome for Shell Israel, ladies and gentlemen. Hi. That, that's the, the most enthusiastic round of applause I ever heard. Because we're only on audio, I don't know if it was a standing ovation or not. <laughs> it was uh, a standing ovation. They were they were throwing things. I mean, they were so excited. So, um, Shell, I, I've been a fan of yours for a long time. In fact, um, Naked Conversations, which was one of your books with Robert Scopel, was <clears> a book that we would um, give out as a gift when I was running my technology lab at Interpublic. So I've known about you for a really long time. Um, and I would love for you to, to give our audience a little sort of sense of your, your history and how you came to be the bon vivant of technology. That you <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you just did a great job on my bio, so I thought we were going to go right by it. But let's see <laughs> how many minutes of our time together I can spend on this. Um, uh, I guess the quickest way of starting is I've sort of split my career um, in two groups. One is as a writer and the other is as a consultant. I love writing, but I get very tired of the vow of poverty that's connected to it. That brings me into consulting, which is far more lucrative, but then I miss writing. So I've been bouncing back and forth. My most recent of seven books, written also with Robert Scovel, The Fourth Transformation, How AR, Augmented Reality, and Artificial Intelligence Will Change Everything, um, came out uh, in December 2016. And immediately we started getting asked to these very nice lunches in big companies. And then for the price of lunch and thank yous and kudos and buying a few books, we, we were thanked and sent on our way. Um, and at some point, I slapped myself on the forehead and said, wow, why don't we consult these guys? And so in March of last year, um, I started a transformation group with Robert, who has since left us. And uh, at Transformation Group, we do three things, really. Uh, we've got a couple of newsletters going, which one is a focus on tech and one is, and the other, is the one I write, is focused on business related to immersive technologies, particularly AR, followed by VR, uh, non-gaming VR. Then we do education programs, we do classes online, we do classes to brands and large enterprises, either on-site or online. <clears throat> and then finally, uh, we consult uh, on all sorts of levels to all sorts of companies, so long as it is related to what I call immersive technologies. <laughs> is that enough? <laughs> yeah, that, that was beautiful. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks. <laughs> Do you think that it takes a certain uh, type of person to dig into a world that is constantly changing? I mean, you know, you've been writing about the edge of things for, uh, you know, a long time. But what I love about your 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 writing and your work is that, that you are literally translating it for, 
for people in a way that's very, um, you know, comprehensible? It's a good question. And I don't know if I have a good answer because I've never quite thought of it that way. So once again, let me ramble just a little bit. The common denominator in my life going back probably to elementary school is I'm always curious, I've always been curious about what is going to happen next and what that means to life, uh, not work, not business at that point, certainly not technology. Uh, when I was in grade school, the only technology we knew about was Sputnik, and that wasn't Silicon Valley by any means, at least not yet. <laughs> and so as time went on, I became a journalist first and had a real love for the startups, the guys that were going against the big established corporations, and they, 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 they had crazed looks in their eyes, and they were going to change the world. And most of them, of course, did not, but many of them then got acquired by the very companies they were trying to put out of business and did quite well. But then some of them just refused to get acquired. They were just too brassy to listen to anybody else, and they went on their own. I can name a few because I think I recall their names. There was Apple, there was Microsoft, there was Facebook, Google. Uh, Google, of course, started uh, in the 90s when everyone knew the era of startups was over and you couldn't raise any money to become a startup. And they ignored all that and look at what they have become. So my interest before the technology was what's going to happen next? What's going to change the game? What's going to change life? Mostly what's going to change the culture that is humanity? And that's how I come at it now. I am not a technologist. I've certainly over the years become business focused and that is how I make a living is looking at the business aspect of this. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I guess what I was going to ask you too is, and this is something I've asked other um, guests on the show because I frequently have folks who are, you know, teaching, leading the way in, in new technology, but have you noticed any change in how people are you know, taking in the information that you're bringing to them since you always have been sort of on the edge? You know, is there, are people more accepting of it? Are they digesting it easier? Um, you know, is there more of um, a jumping on board quicker right now? Aren't you going to ask me things like, what's my favorite color or something <laughs> easy? <sighs> Okay. Next, the next section we're going to talk yeah. about trends, which I know you're going to have a good time with. But yeah, I, I'm just curious because yeah. to me, the, there's the, been a big difference in how there people are three are There are three changes um, that I think overwhelmingly have altered where I write. One is a generational change. The era of aging boomers, as I get tired of hearing, uh, has pretty much come to an ebbing point. We are not the mainstream. We were placed as the predominant generational culture by millennials. Their values, their lifestyles uh, are very, very different. Most people my age uh, cross their arms and say, harumph in my day. Um, but this isn't my day. Now I can look at another generation who can take the best of my generation and apply it to do new things that we never thought of doing. My, my generation did some cool things. We gave you the PC, we gave you the smartphone, we gave you the World Wide Web. But we kind of screwed up on saving the planet and world peace. And uh, an enlightened American public who will use their votes wisely does not seem at this time to be a result of our efforts. Um, so what has changed remarkably, our companies are not driven by people who are in love with doing it as it was done last quarter, and are not necessarily driven by people who, who just care about the bottom line, particularly if they're not yet public. No, uh, sorry, Shell, that was just um, uh, a message from our, uh, our guy, but um, we have to take a 
quick break, but I want to come back and talk to you a little <laughs> bit more. Um, just because you were sharing, and I think it's Your really interesting. Your engineer just told me to sit down and shut up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but ju- just a really quick, um, when we yeah. come back, we'll talk more about this generational idea, because I think it's really interesting, and no one quite has brought that up that reason about why um, you know why all of this is happening, but um, yeah, we'll be yeah. back and we'll talk a little bit also about the trends. So we're going to be yeah. back okay. in a moment on the Tech Cat Show with the fabulous Shell Israel, who um, I love to hear anything that comes out of his mouth because it's always amusing. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm not trying. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, talking to Shell Israel, writer and teacher and consultant on all things that are new. And we're going to jump right into some trends because Shell can talk about everything and make it really interesting. Um, so, um, and he's keeping us laughing as well. So, let's jump right into Shell. Um, you know the trends of of augmented reality, virtual reality, that this transformation that's happening. And we've been talking all month long to various people focused on augmented reality. So I'd love to get your, your take on why is it, you know, finally uh, coming to pass that um, people are starting to understand it? Why is the development happening the way it is? And what do you see its future being? And you asked me to be shorter in my answers. Your questions are getting longer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let, let me start with a basic premise, which is of the book. And that is that in the next 10 years, the center of digital life will move from these handsets that we walk around with to headsets that are on our eyes. Instead of typing or swiping or tapping our phones or the side of a headset, we will be talking or actually doing things with our eyes, not eye tracking, eye interacting. And most important, 10 years from now, an awful lot of us will be doing a great deal using brain waves. So the trends are all pointing for this to happen. If you look at the world's biggest companies, they've put their best, brightest, and biggest lion's share of R&D money into it. They're all prepared to fiercely and wildly compete with each other, and they're facing the most promising school of startups that I've ever seen. VR got the first attention, but most of what's happened in VR historically has been in the affluent gamer department, and there are limits to how much fun it can be and the number of ways you can zap an alien. The trend in VR now is into two very important business areas. One's not just business, and that's training, learning, education. Everything from kids taking virtual 
tours of the White House or Buckingham Palace or visiting the Battle of Hastings where they can see that it wasn't all just fun and pleasant. Uh, to virtual teachers, which the Chi uh, Chinese are using, and that therefore every student gets a very personalized education at the own uh, their own ability to learn because AI allows that. Um, to the way that Walmart is training its new employees in stores to be more empathetic, because Walmart's never been known for having empathetic employees. <laughs> yeah. Um, we hear a lot about what's going to happen in consumer with, with VR and AR, but in fact, most of the stuff that's happening has been on the very boring side uh, of the back rooms of brands and in the enterprise. Uh, fulfillment of orders in warehouses is a place where a great deal has happened. AR is being used to make sure the, uh, the wiring in the next Boeing uh, 7XX plane will be safer. Um, architects are switching to uh, AR and VR to understand blueprints. Um, so the trend is from handsets to headsets. The trend right now is to use the enormous advantages of immersive technology in places where fashion, battery power, and the cost of the device are second to order fulfillment, uh, supply side, side logistics, uh, to uh, training employees before they do hazardous work and making sure that they really want the job uh, before they uh, uh, go down into a mine and discover they really are claustrophobic. Um, so the trends in AR and VR right now are in the back room. And the trend sometime around the year 2021 will move into consumer where there will be a real transformation in a great deal. We'll walk down the streets and we'll get orders, uh, offers for whatever we want. If we're, if we're walking to work, it might be a discount on, on a cup of coffee at the local uh, Java Hut. Uh, if we're coming home, it might be an offer for a reduced price on a brew at the local tavern. Um, if we're driving, we may be warned that there was an accident ahead. You may get that on Waze right now with audio, but you'll see what the accident is, and you will see a little arrow about how you go around it. So we will start finding that our glasses, our headsets, will be helping us with everything we do, and we will be able to do it safely and effortlessly with new ways of interfacing. I didn't get any shorter, did I? <laughs> well, so my question to you, because I, I, I love that, and it's such a great sort of explanation about what's really happening, but what, what is the, what is, why is it going to be in 2021? Like, is, is it just going to be that finally glasses will be mass produced? Is the well, you seem fashion conscious. <laughs> Would you really want to stroll down the street with one of the headsets we have going on now? Look no. at what happened two years ago when <laughs> Google Glass came out. Uh, and and uh, I remember one woman thought she was cool. She went into a working class tavern and got physically thrown out. And right. that was in San Francisco. Think of what would have happened in Memphis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you, it's just that the hardware isn't there yet. It's just not all there. It, 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 it's not fashionable. Um, it is the technology is still quite crude in terms of the technology evolution. We're just now crawling out of the swamp. Our, 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 our little flippers are starting to turn into cute little legs. We're dragging ourselves up into the land, but as we evolve, it's happening faster and faster and faster. Um, Vive came out uh, a little over a year ago, and I think it was $1,000, not counting the $3,500 in computer power you needed. And now it's $400, and that computing power is about $1,200. So the prices are coming down. The functionality is improving, but we have all these very basic barriers. We don't have a headset that won't heat up if you wear it for more than a couple of hours. We don't have a battery that'll last a couple of hours if you're using the headset. So while we have this big picture and we have these very crude instruments now, 
the stuff we're looking at will look pretty much like, oh, I don't know uh, what a rotary phone looks like to a kid who was born after the year 2007. Uh, it's a novelty. You understand how it would work, but who would ever want to do that? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I mean, my my um my thing that I always wonder about because you know you and I and our crowd are sort of deep inside of this, and we love this stuff. Even if we weren't making a living through it, we're turned on by it, you know, as early adopters. But I have friends that are like you know are terrified of new technology, are luddites, and they're not they're not even boomers. You know, some are gen x and some are millennials too they just don't want it to take over their lives you know they they see a more just the dystopian movies and science fiction thrillers and they get nervous about these things and rightfully so um first of all i'm not always a proponent or a champion of everything that's going on i write books because i say this is going to happen like it or not this is going to happen and I can assure you that if a technology is involved, there is going to be a dark side. Let's get way back before the digital uh, revolution. Um, when tall ships were invented, did you know that led to a whole lot of sailors drowning? Yeah. Cars came out, and uh, not only was it bad business for the blacksmith, <clears throat> but people started getting killed in these horseless carriages. Um, Facebook, you know, it started off as technology that would let Ivy League frat boys find dates on the weekends. And it ended up being a tool for a foreign government to tamper with the United States election. So there are always going to be downsides. And the greater the good that is delivered, the bigger the downside. Let's go back to cars. Um, the cars, let's face it, we cannot live without motor vehicles at this point in our revolution. Yet those motor vehicles are not only killing people in crashes, they're killing the planet in pollution. They're doing much better than they used to because technology is fixing, in that case, part of what tech broke, but not fast enough to save a planet. So there is always going to be a downside. Dystopian uh, pictures are very easy uh, to paint. I think Uncanny Valley is really kind of funny in a chilling and macabre sort of way. Um, But we will have filters on this stuff. When we walk down the street, we certainly will not tolerate it if everything that we look at starts talking to us as some of the YouTube 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 videos show uh, where where two products are competing with each other saying, hey, pal, step over here. No, pal, we've got better food over here. Uh, We've got a special offer. You know, that's insane. And technology has never evolved in that level of ugliness. But we do have spam. We do have phishing. We do have... Fake people. Uh, today, uh, I discovered that I was uh, selling uh, sexual objects on Facebook Messenger, and my wife was one of the first ones to point out that that really wasn't me. Right, <laughs> <laughs> oh Shell. I hate to say it, but on that note, we're going to take <laughs> we're going to take a little break. But that's a really great. Um, explanation and setup for for why everything is going to to happen the way it's going to happen. I mean, it makes me want to invest in the production of glasses since that's really, you know, where all the where all the magic is is going to happen. Um, but when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about where where do you, someone who is obviously teaching and laying out sort of this future for everyone else, where do you go to get inspired? Um, you know, um, what are some of the conferences you're attending, the things that you're reading, um, you, you know, some of the um, ways that you keep up to date with everything, because it is really overwhelming. And outside of listening to folks like you and reading, how do people keep up when there is so much uh, constant change? So we're going to be back in a moment with the fabulous Shell Israel Um, author of many books, including The Fourth Transformation, um, which is another fabulous book on on what's happening in this space, and also CEO of The Transformation Group, a consultancy that's really helping businesses navigate. So we'll be back in a moment with the fabulous Shell Israel. 
comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. And we are back with Shell Israel, author and teacher and guider of the future. And I'm not allowed to say fabulous anymore. Um, <laughs> so, so, Shell, how do you keep up with all of this? Because you're obviously leading leading everyone else. So, you know, what what is it? Are you a big uh, Twitter reader? Do you go online and read, spend hours reading other journalists? Like, how do you keep up? I spend a lot of time keeping up. And I spend a lot of time starting <clears throat> articles and deciding what value it is to me. And the answer can simply be it's interesting. I didn't know that. I'm reading more these days about artificial intelligence, I think, than I am augmented reality because I don't fully understand the implications of it. I'm better at telling you about software and hardware than about something that is sort of like blood in these things that are becoming more and more lifelike through artificial intelligence. To gather my news, I use a very non-hip way of doing it. I use Google News, and I, at least once a month, calibrate um, what topics and buzzwords that I'll pick up on. Um, This includes any aspect of AR or VR, uh, but it also, you know, right now I'm calibrating up on the NBA because I'm a basketball fan, and this is the time of year to pay attention. Um, <clears throat> this really has, Google News has more filters than I know. Then I subscribe to some of the mainstays. Um, I can't get through a day without reading news and technology from the Washington Post, uh, from New York Times. Um, also, the, fa- the faster places that don't go deep but give me news. TechCrunch is really great for telling me what happened. And in the next week, I'll read more on an interesting subject to let me know what really happened. Um, if a topic is deeply interesting to me, because I'm a writer, because I uh, I post news on my newsletter uh, every couple of weeks, uh, I do have the good fortune to have access to people who are making the news a lot. Right, you're, you're, uh, you're buddies with a lot of them, right? Well, one generation of us have all grown old together, but all my friends have retired lately. <laughs> <laughs> now, so- I, yeah. I love hanging out with journalists and writers. Uh, in my soul, I am a writer. And if the economics would allow it, that is what I would do. Uh, in my soul, I'm discovering I'm a teacher. I, I, I love it, whether it's a corporate workshop or online. Um, but one of the challenges everybody has to do is, I use the word filter in our last dialogue, you have to filter out the crap, let's be nice and say the chafe from the wheat. You have to know what is useful or valuable to you. I can't tell you what to do. For example, I know people that love Huffington Post and Forbes. And I find those two publications not particularly valuable to me unless I'm reading Forbes and it's Charlie Fink, who, who does a very good job covering VR, at least from my point of view. 
there are bloggers that I really enjoy. And to be honest, some of my best friends I barely ever read, and I imagine they'd barely ever read me because <laughs> because their interests are a little different. They may be more marketing-oriented than I am. They may care more about the cultural issues than I do. Right, so right, right. We all have to self-filter and self-calibrate. Right, and you and you circle around in, you know an area and a perspective that has become identified with you. Now, how do you come up with you know how do you know that you want to write a new book? Because I think when uh you know Naked Conversations, which you know is really all about um, blogging and, the, and those conversations back you know way back. I think it was like what was it ten years ago? When did you write that book? I wrote the book in two thousand five. It came out in two thousand six. And it was credited with being the first book uh, to give a compelling business case to social, what would soon be called social media. And yeah. One of the people that popularized that term, which everybody hated at first, maybe rightfully so, but nobody could come up with a better term. Um, I want to write books about technologies that are going to change stuff. Not change stuff a little, but in a lasting way. Um, when blogging um, came out, um, when, when that book came out, it was only blogging vlogs, as they were called. Um, YouTube had not yet been acquired by um, Google, and nobody was sure the damn thing was legal. Uh, and in <laughs> this confusion. Um, I always try to write about an issue that is going to be complicated and confusing for business readers. I do write for business readers. And in that complication, I try very hard to simplify it. And I take it one step further. I talk a lot about what has already happened. And then I share with them my reasons thinking that what has already happened will evolve in another way, in a greater way. And in that greater way, if you're in that market, you may be doing just fine now, thank you very much, with systems in place. But you're about to be left behind and you better hurry up. Every one of my books has that message to it. And then Age of Context, um, which, which I think was that about three or four years ago? 2012. 2012, and that one was really about IoT in a way, or just all these different things coming we, together with mobile <clears throat> and sensors and data? Well, you just hit it better there. There were five forces that we saw coming together. We didn't quite yet see what is happening in AR, VR, or the immersive world, but we saw data, IoT, I hope I can name them all, sensors, um, Location-based data, and oh yeah, one other. <laughs> and they were converging, and the end result is business and customers were going to understand things on a more contextual basis. That's right. That's right. Um, and and you you also talked about the future of privacy. Um, you know, so that we wouldn't all be scared about what was coming. Well. Um, it, it, it essentially, the point which should be revisited is because I keep hearing that, or I was recently called uh, an enemy uh, of anything but radical transparency. This is completely untrue. What I do believe was inevitable, and I think this is the way we worded it back then, is that the cool stuff, the free ice cream that business is going to offer customers was going to motivate them to give up personal data without them thinking about the long-term repercussions of giving up that data. And we didn't say whether that was good or bad. We just said that was what was going to happen. And I'm pretty sure that is what happened. And the, now, and the last book that just came out, and this was last year, the fourth transformation came out? Is that came true? Out December 2016. So... Our year for making big no noise was 2017, and thanks to you, we're spilling over into 2018. <laughs> and that one is really all about the the immersive world. So you really you're really a couple of years ahead of 
when it sort of hits everyone mainstream. Is there another book bubbling up for you now? I'm always um, thinking about another book, but back in trends, I try to be brief. There is a trend that is important that negate may negate my doing any more books. Which is? <clears throat> which is. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a succinct way of saying it. Okay, I can. <laughs> the written word... The written word is one of the trends that is tapering off to be replaced by something that's more visual. The internet as we know it is a text-based place with pictures, and it is evolving into something that is a video-based place with words and still photos. Um, younger generations, millennials and those that are younger than millennials, are much more visual in the way they communicate and the way, way they want. So if I were to write a new book, it would be about the death of the printed word, which is a pretty funny thing to write a book about. Right, right. Let, let's say it's the most oxymoronic idea <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but it's what I see, and from a business point of view, this discourages me uh, from writing more books because they're still just as hard as they always were for me. They require the same amount of research for me. Um, I get lost in the interviews and go down all these rabbit holes that have nothing to do with the book, but wow, they're cool, and. I'm not getting any younger, so spending a year of my life immersing myself into a really interesting book about something, let's say it's not about the death of the written word, <clears throat> I don't see that happening in the near future. And well, I, point, I, maybe we'll figure out another way to like tap it in, into your head so that it won't, it won't have to be like that. But we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back and talk to you on, on our last segment um, about the transformation group, and I know you um, you're heading up a lot of education um, for the transformation education group, um, and there's some interesting things that you're doing with online training. So I'd love to share that w with everyone because that's a great way for for people to engage with you um, in a way that's digestible, like like your books are, um, you know, and and sort of get some of the smarts inside of your head into theirs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to be back in a moment with um, Shell Israel, um, who is fabulous, but I'm not allowed to say that. And, um, <laughs> and I gonna... said I would hug you. I didn't say you could. <laughs> and Shell, of course, contributes to Forbes, Fast Company, Business Insider, um, as well as uh, penning many many books. And so we're going to dig more into into his um, his his company, the Transformation Group, and what they're doing to bring some of these insights to the rest of you. Um, we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Welcome back, everybody. We have been chatting and laughing with Shell Israel, who is the co-founder and CEO of the Transformation Group, as well as a well-known author. Um, and Shell, so how did how did Transformation Group come to be? I know you you said that the consulting is another piece of of, of the business, since writing is not always as, as lucrative. And now you have the Transformation Education Group. What what are you doing there? Well, as I said a little earlier. I write about things that are complicated, particularly to business decision makers. And they're always, any good business thinker is always looking at new technology and the near-term future. Let's say near-term is less than 10 years. Um, And what do they really have to care about? And when I was writing the book, we knew that the issues that we were competing with for attention were robotics, cyber currency. There's about five or six of them. We picked immersive technologies because I think that it's going to be the most imminent. And I think lots of companies are going to wait and see. And that's because despite those of us who follow it hour by hour and day to day, It is happening very fast, but it's happening in little baby steps. And they're coming very fast, but they're still baby steps. We haven't woken up one day and Google Glass wasn't suddenly on everybody's faces. There's been a lot of trying and failing going on for 10 years, and now it's coming together. And so Transformation Group, which is really a small group with lots of big and extremely capable partnerships going on, try to, one, educate brands and enterprise customers about what is going to happen over the next five to ten years, and then back it up to where they should get started with changes to their culture and changes to their technology adoption strategies. So after getting this huge big picture, we try to think up a choice of little pilot programs, uh, low risk, uh, low budget, uh, doesn't take a lot of time to do. And if it fails, then the person who contracted us to try it Uh, won't get fired and hopefully neither will we but through the process of trying it they'll start understanding how immersive it is Um, it, it amazes me how much companies want a very simple answer to things that are unknown I do not yet know what headset you should use. I do not know what you're going to do with the headset. I don't know who's going to use the headset. I don't know if you're going to use it in a way that saves lives and therefore the fact that it costs $2,500 really doesn't matter because you're going to save yourself $20 million in the lawsuit that you might face. It, so we try to, one, educate, two, let them paint their own big picture, and three, help them get started through working with us and our partners. And the on, the online classes, are you using a special platform, or is it something you built yourselves, or you know, have you had any learnings in that in that sort of solution? For our purposes, Zoom.com is wonderful, and it's so affordable that even bootstrap consulting firms can get away using it all over the world. Um, it has the bandwidth to handle video and two or three people talking live. Um, we're thrilled with it. Um, I say that knowing full well that we're currently using a certain competitor of it, but we're very happy with it. Uh, <laughs> Zoom.com, and we moved from the one we're using to Zoom. Um, I like Zoom, too. I've used Zoom for, for webinars as well. It's really easy to use, too, which is nice. Yeah, and we're cheating a little with these classes. These classes are making 
myself, Irina Cronin, um, <laughs> Chrissy Hanson Anka. I'm sorry, Chrissy, I forgot your name for a second. We're getting better at working together at teaching individuals very often at a mid level so that we're more adept when we go into a much higher paying situation with a corporate brand and teach executives in the, in the form of a, ha a half day workshop or something like that. Um, it's also a way that we're getting people to know we're good because if you're a potential client, then you can sit in and audit my next class or just listen to one of the recorded classes and see if we're any good at it or not. So that's what we're up to there. Eventually, we prefer to just do the corporate classes, but I'm getting more and more excited about doing the classes for individuals because they're starting to pay off. And secondly, I'm learning how rewarding spiritually teaching can be. Yeah, I teach uh, at, at uh, Loyola in the spring, and it's to 22-year-olds, but um, I, I really enjoy it. I really yeah. like people getting up and leaving with this feeling of, oh, I just got something out of that, you know? Yeah, it, it, it's it's very rewarding, and it's not even taxable. <laughs> <laughs> I know, no, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, we're not doing it because, I mean, I like that I am on salary, and it makes it you know, fun to go every week because I could say I'm an adjunct professor because I really am, but it's not, you know, money that I could, maybe I could buy a pair of shoes with it at the end of the semester. <laughs> but no Teslas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, where can people track you, you know, if they want to um, read all the stuff you're doing? And well, if you're in the U.S. government, you're probably already doing it. For the rest <laughs> of you, um, I spend a lot of uh, social... Uh, time on Facebook. I am Shell Israel on all social media. That's Shell, S-H-E-L, uh, with two L's. It's hell with an S in front. Israel, just like the country, one word. Um, my website, which I'd love you to visit, is transformationgroup.io. <clears throat> That's the letters I-N-O, not I-O-I-O, -I -O, so it's off to work I go. And um, on that site, you can see our classes, and you can uh, log on to newsletters and see what you would get if you were subscribing to it. Uh, you can also send me messages or hurl virtual tomatoes at me, uh, <laughs> or whatever fun you'd like to have. And um, you also, and I and I can brag for you, um, you are a wonderful speaker at conferences and shows on these topics um so i know that that you do that a lot and, and i've certainly had you speak at different events um and you're just as much fun there so that's another way that you sort of spread your your shell love well if you're going to mention hiring me for for conferences i'll give you my email address too <laughs> <laughs> it's shell with one l at transformationgroup.io and if you, if uh, if we came to your house, would we see a house filled with all these different technology solutions that you've been writing about for all these years? I mean, do you have tons of different no. AR, VR setups? No. Um, as a matter of fact, some of my tech friends are shocked at how Neanderthal-esque my house looks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even bothered to cut the cord yet, uh, although... Uh, now that I know that I can watch NBA Finals on Hulu in real time, I might do it now. <laughs> so, <clears throat> but um, I am of an older demographic, and the house has a share of screens and handheld devices. But we're not totally immersed in technology. Uh, I don't have a headset in my home. Um, I use headsets to understand the experience so I can tell others about them. And I talk to them on ways that they would be using them in the workplace. Um, as we, once we find clients in the consumer arena, I imagine I will have a headset that'll be far less geeky than the things that people are putting on their heads now. Um, and I imagine that 
my grandchildren, when they graduate college, will have much geekier houses, except the stuff isn't geeky anymore. It's like having a cell phone or a TV set. Right, right. You're right. You're right. And, you know, most people I talk to that are experts in this area don't have all of that stuff, um, you know, just because you're, you know, your home is your home. But I am finding that I am smarting up my home as much as possible. But we, we have to uh, to log off now. But we have been talking to Shell Israel, author um, and teacher and uh, speaker, keynoter and many other things. But Shell is part of the transformation group, the CEO. And he's just written another great book um, all about these subjects. So check him out. He has a great Amazon um, page with all of his books. Shell, it's been so much fun talking to you. You crack me up. And you also drop so many insights in such an easy and understandable way that it's so great to, to get to talk to you. Thank you for saying that. The hour went by faster than I thought it would. Can we go for another hour now? <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll be back next week. I don't think we'll be laughing as much as we have with Shell, but we'll be back next week um, talking to another um, wonderful, insightful human being. Um, wrapping up our great month-long um, series on augmented reality. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat. Thank you for joining us, and uh, check out all the wonderful things that Shell Israel is up to. Bye, Shell. Bye, Lori. It was fun. I never found out what the H was for, though. Goodbye. <laughs> thanks so much for listening to the tech cat show please join Lori h schwartz again for another great program next wednesday at 4 p.m eastern time 1 p.m pacific time on the voice america business channel and syndicated to the voice america women's channel 